Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow. On this pod, we review the festival football promo so far, go over predictions for the upcoming Summer Stars release, and discuss some early FIFA 22 news and leaks. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, today we have one returning guest and two brand new guests. The first returning guest and the only one is Slater. I see Slater, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for keep having me on. I really appreciate it. Hey, no worries. The first brand new guest is Daz Balatent. Daz, welcome back. To, welcome to the podcast and welcome back. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. And our second brand new guest is Leah Ravel. Leah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. So Daz, we'll go back to you first here. How long have you been playing FIFA for? <clears throat> oh, as long as I can remember. Uh, I think the very first one was 2004, I remember. And good Good, good while ago now. I'm sure my age a little bit with that one, but yeah, a long, long time. And uh, with Ultimate Team as well, have you always been kind of with Ultimate Team or are you kind of late to it? I was a wee bit later, I think. Uh, it says established 2012, but I certainly don't remember making the team. So I think it was what, my oldest memory, I would say maybe 2017, I'd want to say. Um, as far, that's as, probably as far back as I can remember. And have you been kind of like addicted to it since then or kind of like been on and off? Addicted, yeah, like sillily addicted. I don't think that's a word, sillily, but I'm going to use it. Everything that's the only thing I play on FIFA now. I used to play seasons, I used to play a lot of pro clubs, but now it's just purely ultimate team. And then, especially diving into the, the content side of things, it's it's all ultimate team. That's the thing as well. I think everyone who plays ultimate team, that is the only thing they can play. And I think if you don't, if you miss a few days, if you miss a few days, miss a week in it, you kind of you feel like you're behind on it too. But obviously with that too, how long have you been streaming for now as well and kind of what made you start streaming too? Yeah, so I started streaming in mid-January. It was through TikTok, so I kind of blew up, for want of a better phrase, on TikTok. Got a little bit of a push from some friends, some people in the community to start streaming. Started streaming and not looked back since. It's been really good. It's been, that's just five and a half months now and yeah, looking forward to seeing kind of where it can take me in terms of longer term plans. Want to go full time with it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. And obviously, your second brand new guest is Leah. So Leah, you same question here for you as well. How long have you been playing FIFA for, and when do you start getting into Ultimate Team Two? Um, my first FIFA was FIFA Seventeen, and I was like pretty down bad. I was like squad battles and maybe a few rivals. I tested my luck in rivals, and then it didn't go well. Um, and so. It was a lot of, you know, like career squad battles and then rivals throughout the years. And then this year, obviously, with um, content and streaming um, was my first full consistent year of Weekend League. And so the last couple of years, I've played a lot more like foot in general. But this year was my first like full like my first I played one or two Weekend Leagues in the past, literally like one or two, um, but was so bad that like didn't requalify, couldn't continue. <laughs> and so, yeah, this is the first full year consistently, like every weekend. And even at the beginning of this, like in October, I was quitting like bronze three because I was so bad. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, now we're consistent, almost gold too. So what made you go into streaming after, after you get started with FIFA? A few different, a few different things. I mean, obviously lockdown was one of the main contributors i was doing nothing like literally nothing and wasn't even seeing my friends so um you know i had bought my gaming pc in the summer and it was one of those things that was kind of just you know i'm already playing all of these other games so why not just like fire something up and uh yeah october is when i ripped off the band-aid and here we are so <laughs> it was a good leap to take 
That's great. Great to see you doing well. Obviously, great to have you on the podcast today as well. Thank and you. Thank you so much. We need to start first you, Slater. I know you've been quite here, waiting for your turn. Slater, what have you made of the Festival Football promo so far? Uh, I think it's been tremendous. I was terrified towards the end of team of the season. I think as content creators, we're always at the whim of, of EA to hopefully have a stimulating game. So that way we have people that want to watch what we're doing. And the end of team of the season looked very spooky. And I was afraid that there wasn't going to be any content to carry us through the next, because FIFA 22 is still very far away um, when you really think about it. And uh, I thought they've done a tremendous job creating engaging daily content, as well as having a promo team that is significantly better than team of the season cards from what I can tell um, and live cards that tie into the euros. So it just, and, and the Copa America as well. So it just seems like a very, very intelligent um, promo from me. And I think they've done a really, really good job creating simulating content the whole way through. Yeah. That's the one thing obviously we think we've got to like La Liga and ultimate Tots, And I think everyone was saying, Oh, the game's dead already. And they definitely need one big promo to kind of, get the high back into the game. And obviously, like I said, throughout the whole year, FIFA's done very well when they can link in real-life football with obviously with the game itself. We've seen it with mm -hmm. the showdown cards throughout the year. Obviously, the road to final, things like that. The only thing I will say is so far, the lack of showdown cards throughout the, both the, obviously the Euros and the Cup America seems very, very strange. Daz, I want to go to you next here, though. What have you made mm -hmm. of the uh, promo so far? Yeah, I can kind of just echo Slater, to be honest. It's one of those ones that gives that little bit of extra excitement watching each of the games. There's something extra riding on it. You, you start supporting the team that you if you pack up one of the players. For example, I packed Bobby Firmino, and I've been looking out for the Brazil scores, which I, I maybe wouldn't have normally done. It's, yeah, the cards are very, very good as well. They're all really high rated in terms of usability. There are different players as well you don't often see in other promos. I know EA like to recycle and use a lot of the same players uh, every single year, the same sort of flashback players, the same promo players. So, yeah, it was good to see some different players used as well. And with Firmino too, how has he been for you? Amazing. Amazing. I play him centre mid as well, so he's he's very good. He kind of reminds me of the flashback Firmino. I think it was either last year or the year before. So a goldy bronze card. Uh, he was, uh, he's unbelievable. Uh, he's, it's just, uh, I'm not very good with the right analog stick. So I've, I've not been one for skills or anything like that at all. I'm not bothered about five star skillers or anything like that. It's just, he gets the ball, he can pick out a pass, he can tackle, he can, he can drive forward. So now nah, he's been, he's been brilliant. Yeah, no, I think obviously Brazil should do well. I know they drew with, I think it was Ecuador yesterday, mm -hmm. but they should still go on to get the, uh, the six wins needed. And Leah, you as well here. What have you made of the Path of Glory or the Festival Football promo so far? I think like the, like the guys said, I think kind of coinciding these promos with real life football events gets people invested, um, which is obviously what EA want. And it's fun too, because like Dad said, I watch or I'm, I'm more invested this year specifically than any other year um, in teams that or clubs that I've never ever watched you think i will ever watch like mooching gladback play never <laughs> um and i'm obviously um yeah more invested in some some more clubs or some more nations this year uh, i think the card design is not great um <laughs> i think they could have done better with that but the cards in general i think um are awesome a really good variety like you guys said some more players that we don't typically see i have militao um i'm dying for Vinny. I don't have four mil, but <laughs> I will. I will one day. So yeah, so far so good. I think, Marissa, like you said, throughout the year, EA's done a really great job at pushing out content. There was obviously some misses in terms of, you know, like you said, showdowns. There were a few missed opportunities there, but um, I think overall, it's added a lot of a lot of, I guess, a lot more fun into the game 
beyond just gameplay. Um, and I think we've seen that too in, in a lot of streams that we've watched is a lot of people are shifting to menu, menu grinding because there's so much content to grind. So. And obviously with Militao as well, would you recommend him? Yes, yes, a million percent. I, I would be so courageous to say that he's one of the best center backs in the game. Easy. That's your Madrid bias there. Look at the Madrid scarf in the back. <laughs> no bias involved. He's he's insane. His animation is ridiculous. There's he blocks everything, everything. He's awful to play against, but amazing to have on your team. Oh, I can back you up there. For me, I said I, he plays like a fullback. Obviously, with uh-huh. the release of Endeavour Ramos as well. Mm. Are you going to get him done or two? Of course, yeah, absolutely. I have not yet. I'm waiting for Friday because obviously fodder is through the roof and I'm a, I'm a bit of a card hoarder. So I have like, like I still have player of the month DCL in my club from uh, <laughs> October. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I probably have the fodder and special cards now to do it, but I'm, I, uh, I'm going to wait till Friday to see what comes out and what kind of, um, what I get from rewards and what kind of fodder I can buy at a cheaper price. But yeah, hundred percent. He walks right in. And please tell me you're doing the, uh, the center back version. <laughs> of course. Yes. There you go. Right I do not answer. use full back center back. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've seen not one here. person do the right back card and already uh, I think it just sums up FIFA twenty one this year. Yeah. That's the main thing. But obviously we want to go on to kind of a few things as well that we've maybe not liked about it. Daz, wanna to go to you first this one here. Is anything you've not liked about the Path of Glory part of the promo so far? Just to to steal Layers Thunder there in terms of the card design. As soon as I seen it, I just thought that nah, I wasn't a big fan of it at all. I think the card designer has absolutely smashed it for the whole of FIFA 21 until the Path to Glory card. I wasn't a, a fan at all. And even seeing it, I'm not so much, I don't think OCD is the right word, but I like colour. I hate having any gold players on my team. Like Golden Bappy, I know a lot of people still use him and Neymar, things like that. But I love colour. I love having a big rainbow looking team. It pains me to put Bobby Firmino in the starting 11 now because I just look at the card and it just sticks out like a sore thumb. So that's, that's probably the only thing so far. I think in terms of the teams, it's always at team one, team two. It'd be good to have a even a couple of days where both teams are in packs, something to grind for, something to to try and uh, give you more of a chance of getting them as well, things like that. So um, that's quite a bit of it. Have you uh, also got the Scotland Nation players done too or not? I've not yet. No, like Leah says, my fodder, my club is muddied. She's a hoarder of cards. I'm the complete opposite. I got rid of a few club legends, a few too many club legends over the last couple of weeks. So I couldn't even manage to complete any of the Scottish players, which I'm, uh, I'm disappointed in myself, to say the least. And uh, slip for you next year. I think you've not liked about the promo so far. Uh, I, I hate piggybacking on everybody, but I think the card design sucks too. It's like a lime green popsicle or something. It's <laughs> it's hideous. Considering when you look at like what the Summer Stars card is about to be like and all the color like colors that are in this promo um related to the Festival of Foot, I couldn't believe they released this like strictly yellow and green card um out to start the promo. I think they're doing a really good job though. I really do. I think there's there's a ton of great SBC content, there's objective content. You know, they're releasing icon packs finally again, which is so nice to to throw stuff at the win and hope you get something good. So I, I think they've done a really, really nice job. And even just having daily SBCs, the simplest ass from EA, and they've done it this entire promo. So to me, I'm not going to sit here and complain about what they haven't done. I think they've done a really tremendous job for the most part in this promo. And that's not bad at all. I mean, obviously, the only thing here we're sat complaining about is the fact that the uh, the card is too bright <laughs> and <Yeah>. nothing else. <laughs> But what don't you get... like about it, Bristow? What do you think it's missing? Like I said already, showdowns. That's the main thing. Showdowns, more stuff throughout the throughout the day and throughout the week, and kind of to make sure that you look at certain matches. Again, there's been certain teams and nationalities that have not had any Path of Glory cards, 
Again, I would have liked that probably to be maybe a minimum of one win for an upgrade. You look at teams maybe like, again, teams like Scotland, a few other nations who, again, maybe weren't going to get the three wins. I'm not saying Scotland weren't going to get the three wins. But there's a few little smaller nations there that, again, if they got one or two wins, they still weren't going to get an upgrade. But I would have liked to see kind of the more higher chance of upgrade for a lot of these cards. You've got Joseph Martinez, again, I've used this past weekend. Absolutely unreal card. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, never going to get, never going to get an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate for Jose there as well. Jose and Chiu, obviously a uh, big <laughs> Venezuelan fan. But yeah, it's, it's a tough one again. I think it's been okay. I think the fact we've had a week without any content as such without a promo team, obviously this Friday should be a huge one. And the fact is, I think we've got two more weeks left of the promo. So again, we might see team one, team two of Summer Stars. And we'll get into that right now. We've got a quick prediction here. This prediction is from Harrison JH, Leach, Foot and Foot Donk. Some good cards in it, I think. It could change potentially going into this Friday. We'll obviously some more knockout stage games happening this week. But again, looking at it so far, there could be a lot of big cards in there. Potentially a CR7, Lukaku, De Bruyne, some big cards in there too. Leah, is there any cards from this prediction that stand out for you from the team? I mean, right off the bat, I would love to replace my subtle flex Tot CR7 with a <laughs> Summer Stars CR7. So that would be that would be awesome. But Lukaku looks pretty good. I mean, I hope um his uh body type in game is maybe a little bit better so he's not quite as yeah, his other, his tots was a little clunky eh? yeah hoiberg looks i mean he's he's my tottenham hotspur so i have to i have to and alaba also actually i'm sure i'm surprised that they haven't changed i guess they have they can't change that over yet eh? they're they should be able to so i think the promo should come out when is the dates here? So yeah, July July second this Friday. So they should be able to change it. The transfer window opens on Friday on Thursday. So they should be able to change hmm, that. Okay. So I mean, I'm not saying I will, but I'm saying I could have five at the back and play like Alba or or Ramos at CDM. Not in game. It's okay. Um, but yeah, that would be a pretty cool backline. Yeah, they all look pretty good. I think uh, this card design is much better than the green one. I like this one a lot more. <laughs> and Dad's new next year. Dad's, what would you? Uh, any cards stand out here for you or not? Uh, Frankie De Jong. I've got his uh, not quite as big a flex as Leah with Ronaldo, but I've got <laughs> the red uh, Frankie De Jong tots, who's one of the best midfielders in the whole game. So that does look really good. It's one of those ones again, though. You look at the players; a lot of them you do see quite often in different promos and things like Immobile and whatnot. I think is this based on performances so far in the group stages, or is it? Yeah, so basically the summer stars, mm. what they've worded as is guys who've performed well throughout right, the yeah. kind of the international competition this summer. Mm. So it, I mean, they should, from what the EA wording on it, is that these cards are going to have a bigger boost than normal, Aye, yeah, which yeah. is going to be interesting with these. So I'm not too sure. I mean, Dumfries and Depay, the, the two Dutchies there, I'm just uh, they look absolutely brilliant as well. So yeah, looking forward to that one. And Slate, for you here, any cards stand out for you? Um, I actually use Big Rom's Tots, and he is clunky, but he's so fun. He's like a bulldozer running around <laughs> the field. Um, so I'd love to get an upgraded version of him for sure. Um, and I actually hated Kevin De Bruyne this year when I used him mm-hmm. in FIFA. So maybe like having a like resurrection of a of a really silky KDB would be nice to have in the game. So, but I mean, I think that the based on what they've just done in this last promo, these cards are going to be insane. Um, I think they're going to be spectacular. They have to continue to up the power curve every time they release a promo to encourage people to buy FIFA points or 
spend money on preview packs, right? So uh, I think I'm very excited to see what they do for these guys. Hopefully, like the bottom of this promo, the the team that we're looking at for the people that are listening, there's like some 90 rated lower tier cards. I would love if all the cards were 93s mm-hmm. and yeah. up. Like I would love if there's really not like a total dud in the in the promo. That'd be nice. Well, this should be. I think obviously going off the uh, the path of glory one too. I think I don't think there was any cards in there that were horrendous. I think you've got mm-hmm. obviously got the cheaper guys like Sakari, Golovin. Those cards are still good. Nationalities mm-hmm. are not great in the uh, the league. <clears throat> obviously, Team Link's not great itself, but still some good cards in there. But hopefully, give some big boost to these cards as well. But obviously, post Summer Stars and obviously post Festival Football, we've got no idea what's going to happen. Potentially Summer Heat, potentially Footies. I think Summer Heat was kind of the uh, the replacement Footies last year. But again, for you guys, what do EA need to do to keep you playing post kind of? Obviously, I know, Leah, you're chasing that gold too. So that's kind of there for you. But Slater, we'll go to you first with this one here. What do EA need to bring out kind of promo-wise to keep you playing, keep you engaged in FIFA post kind of festival football? I'm like a very easy consumer for them. I'm so addicted to this game. I don't play anything (laughs) else that they could basically like crawl into the next FIFA 22 and I'd probably still play it all the way to the end. Um, I think as long as they just, yeah, continue to have promos. That's all I'm looking for. Cause then that, that's a reason to build packs. I'm strictly a menu grinder. I don't, I mean, I know a lot of people do gameplay, but I spend 20 hours a week compared to two hours of, of gameplay on the menu. So for me, stuff that's grindable, I think what they just did with this Europe and Asia SBCs, I think it's incredible if they did like more advanced league SBCs and stuff like that would be really, really enticing. Just make things in the game that aren't relevant or aren't pricey become valuable and, and create reasons for people to grind the game. I think that's what always keeps people on on the hook. So if they continue to do that, then I'll be playing until FIFA 22 rolls out and I'll just roll right into that game. Yeah, and uh, Leah, for you next year, what are you uh, kind of hoping comes after the uh, Festival Football promo? I think the same. Um, I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll play regardless uh, until FIFA 22. But yeah, I think new promos, new cards with different players, different card designs always add a little bit of, always entice me. And I think everyone a little bit to at least turn the game on. And then that's all you have to do, right? Is turn it on once, get a really sick card use it and then realize it's sick and then play another week in league. And then it's just all a cycle. So um, yeah, a few, uh, a few more really good promos, some more repeatable icon packs, maybe not limited to nation or um, you know, like a guaranteed 95, 93 plus something like that would be cool. I mean, I think at this point, I don't know why we haven't seen some like really big icon SBCs as well. But yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah, they could release nothing and I'd probably still play every week. So <laughs> obviously they, uh, I know they did last week and I, they have also, they've partially re-released the Weekend League Plus objective. Is that something you're interested in as far as like there being certain requirements for your team? Have you, did you do the, uh, the French one this past weekend or not? I started, I played, okay. The thing about it is this week was an anomaly because I started all of my games at like 8.30 on Sunday night. Um, so <laughs> I, I played like three games on Friday and then didn't play until Sunday night. Um, and yeah, I think I played one game Sunday night with my French team and then lost and said, no, <laughs> nope, not worth it. I stopped at 11 anyways. I think I would have got what one. I think the next one was 12, 12 wins. So I should have looking back, the picks looked actually pretty decent from what I've seen on, um, what I've seen on discord and Twitter, but um, I like it. I like the concept of doing that because obviously another opportunity to get these cards. You know, I was chasing um, Tots Alfonso Davies for like 
well, I guess a week because <laughs> that's how long it was out, but, <laughs> but I ended up buying him. And so it would be really cool to, you know, have the opportunity to pack him again, Neymar as well. Yeah. So I think the concept is cool. It spices it up a little, changes things up, makes it different, makes it a little more fun. Yeah. And that's a, uh, that's really the main thing. I think they're trying to, uh, there must be something to do with uh, EA kind of noticing that the player base is slowly going away from the team. Obviously, I know the fact that they're doing a back-to-back weekend league plus i think it's the first time of the night this year mm-hmm. which obviously means that they're getting a little bit worried probably the fact that there's no promo this week as such that people are slowly going away from the game and the fact that there's kind of real life football on too is that people aren't going to want to play the game if they're out watching football too and obviously it's the summer the game's slowly done as well so they need to try and do things to keep because obviously we we all know we're going to be playing the game kind of no matter what <laughs> As much as we say we kind of want to go away from it, come the end, we'll always still be there. <laughs> it's the kind of the regular people, the people that maybe don't log on, every, log on every single day, that they're kind of aiming to keep on and still playing the game as well. And that's for you here, lastly. What do EA need to do to keep you playing kind of post-Festival of Tots or Festival of Football? <clears throat> yeah, I think the I really like the objective Summer Heat players last year, like Bruno Fernandes, things like that, where I, really, I like the idea, the concept of you do specific objectives to get like a, a left wing version of a player and then you do more objectives to get the right wing version of a player which is maybe slightly higher rated and then the end goal is his full 96 rated centre attacking mid type thing and I think that's that's good because then it keeps you going the only problem is finding the game mode for it putting it in rivals never really quite works I don't think uh, even in the end of June you're still finding players are are sitting rubber band in or they're, you know, just the usual. So getting the right game mode and that could really, really do well, I think, with objectives. And it gets you playing the game rather than just grinding the menus and things like that as well. Yeah, I think obviously the, I think that started last year with the, I think it was last year with Future Stars, their first brought it in. Obviously they brought brought it back for the uh, Summer Heat as well. But I think mm-hmm. definitely it's one thing to, uh, I know it's kind of people don't always like a long grind for an objective card, but... Mm-hmm. For people to keep playing the game, I think there needs to be something to entice them to keep playing again. We've seen with icon swaps is that people want to get it done so quickly, and it's kind mm-hmm. of now people don't want to play the actual game of FIFA. <laughs> people would rather get the stuff done quickly, have the card, and then kind of be on the menu and on the way. And EA need to try and work out like a kind of a, kind of like a sweet spot for people to kind of want to play the game enough to get a card, but obviously the fact that they've actually got to sit there and actually play the game for a long amount of time as well. Not just kind of log on, get the card, and like after like five minutes, then log off. Mm. And Leah, yeah. I want to touch in with the rubber banding. What is your opinion oh on rubber banding? Because I saw this last night as well. And uh, what's your opinion on rubber banding still? Uh, in June? It drives me. It well, at any time of the year, it drives me insane. If you don't, I mean, I get it. I get that you don't want to quit. That's fine. Don't quit. I don't quit. I try not to quit because it negatively affects your elo. And obviously, like if I want to try and win my next few games. I want my ELO to go down, like respectively how it's supposed to go down, but I I'll still play. Like if I'm down this dude, I swear was down five, nothing. It was 1230 AM Eastern. And, and the like weekendly closes at what? 230, 330. On Sunday nights. I don't care. I'll quit anything because I just don't care. You know, especially at 12, like I'm trying to go to bed. I have to work in the morning. You know, this guy, he was five, nothing down in like the 30th minute. He stops playing first of all, and then rubber bands. I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it, and it drives me insane because mm-hmm. I feel like a why you're you bought this game to play this game. If you want the rivals points so so bad, then just play. Like it's not you know you're not going to get better by rubber banding. Uh, I feel a type of way. 
I feel a type of way. I'm very passionate about this topic. Clearly, I like rubber banding. <laughs> I'm team. I'm team rubber band. You are? <laughs> no, I'm not. I just said it to piss you off. I, it's, <laughs> it's psychotic behavior. It's like it's just being toxic to be. It's like right. uh, cool. it's just it's just it's like okay, I'm losing. I'm just gonna make this person have to wait. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not for the rival points anymore. That's exactly uh, right. yeah, that's the thing. If it's for the rival's points, if you're bad enough, okay, here's my theory. This might come off a little <laughs> harsh, but if you're bad enough to lose that bad in foot champs, then you're not playing foot champs to get rivals points, just play rivals to get to get rivals points. You know what I mean? Mm. Like yeah. what was the situation? And also you need to stop going five nil up after twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's the problem. <laughs> I had this I don't know if you remember but like two months ago I had this one game it was like Saturday morning I had my coffee I was enjoying my day it was a beautiful day the sun was shining this guy rubber bands at like three two nothing down like not even like a, a big deficit and so I kept scoring I kept scoring. Why the fuck not? I'm not. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, you can swear. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I kept scoring. I won like 18 nothing because this dude just sat there with his rubber band. And I posted it on Twitter and everyone was like, why wouldn't you just rubber band? Why would you keep playing? Why would you stop playing? As though I was the one that was doing the toxic thing, not the dude. Oh, anyway, I it's feel a, a type yeah. of way. Just don't do it. Just either quit. If you don't want to quit, play the game. Play it. It's a, like, imagine. This is like you're that bothered by it, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. Okay. The thing is, well, that too. I know the. I know you mentioned the the fact that if you don't if you quit, your elo doesn't get affected. But I think there actually was a statement somewhere on Twitter uh, a while back that apparently if you quit, it still counts a loss on your elo. Oh, that's, that's one of those FIFA myths. That Are you sure go. about that? I thought that's. I'm uh, sure. I think I saw from it. I think it might have been from Dune. You said and I'm Dragons. sure, and you said I think I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm trying to remember the actual oh, okay. source it's from. I think it's Dune and Dragons, who was a um, developer at EA or someone to do with EA, and he actually said that the Elo doesn't does actually get affected if you get a loss okay. or if you quit a game. It actually. My weekend has just changed. My life yeah. has just changed. Actually, I've just earned so much time back. <laughs> No, I think you. I don't like quitting. I think you you learn something about yourself in those games when you're down. Slater's not a quitter. I refuse oh, to quit almost any game, even if I'm down by seven, because I want to like fight through. I want like mm -hmm. the resilience in me to fight through. <laughs> Here's um, the thing, though. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot easier. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did I no, you? no, no. Go ahead. I feel like it's a lot easier to come back. Like a three nothing deficit is actually not a lot. Super doable. Super doable. Like completely doable, especially mm -hmm. if luck is on your side. You're scoring in the 45th minute. You're scoring in the 90th minute. Mm -hmm. You win 4-3. Yeah. There's a lot of games that turn on their head in weekend league. Honestly, because uh -huh. I think everyone's such a fragile-minded individual that if you can put one on them, <laughs> they like get a little nervous, and then you put two on them, and now they're rattled, and then like the yeah. momentum shifted. Yeah, it's a, you got to stay in games. It's the only way you get better. You said it earlier. It's the only way you're going to get better is if you actually play through the game. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I said what I said. <laughs> Is that what I said? Daz, if you're five 0 Dan, what are you doing as well? You've you've not mentioned it. You uh, no. See, to be fair, I've I've had a few good games on stream, especially. I used to get called the Comeback King because I would I'd gift them a good few goals just to make it a little bit exciting for the stream, of course, going through your phone all down <laughs> and then get generous. a few comebacks. Exactly, but <laughs> no, there's there's we all know how FIFA works. There's I reckon there's something to do with momentum or something because 
there's the odd time where I am three, four nil down and the second half comes out and things are going your way. Like the dodgy penalties, the like Leah's saying the 45th minute or 90th minute goals. I mean, I scored three goals when there was only supposed to be two minutes added on one game. It's just something's not quite right. So I, I don't quit too often. But now that I know it does or doesn't affect you, Rilo, I think I might change my mindset as well. <laughs> I, I like to call it the big brother effect as far as when you're playing someone you're four nil up in the second half. It's like a completely different player. I, hand, I, hand I always, yeah, I always feel like someone's passing over to the bigger brother <laughs> and uh, start playing for them. Happens a lot. I bet you that happens, like IRL. That mm. I guarantee that that happens a lot. You... If I was in a content house and I had was living with a pro, I'd be like, "Listen, I'm getting battered here. Go yeah. and help me with the second half. Come on." Yeah, imagine that was your last game for Elite. Yeah, hundred percent. I bet. Well, not like I would know because <laughs> I don't... Last, last game for gold last team, game you never know. <laughs> if only the uh, Scottish national team had your resilience uh, <laughs> uh, oh, come on now we, hey we got a nil-nil win against England remember we done I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I forgot about uh, that I'm not going to mention this Billy Gilmore Ballon d'Or winner future <laughs> um, but yeah I do want to move on to some early FIFA 22 news and obviously there's a lot of this has come from Langpass shout out to him for obviously a lot of the, uh, the leaks and the new news regarding the game one bit, obviously, is uh, we're going to start with the kind of icons question here from James. Is given the rumors of new icons being added to 22, who are you guys hoping to see? But the initial kind of icons, FIFA Online is obviously a online standalone game of FIFA. It's free to play. They've added a lot of, or a few new icons to the game, such as Batstuta, Van Persie, Lucio, Pachi Sung, Japstam, Chabam Kun, Diego Forlan, Schneider, and Casillas. But Daz, I want to start with you first, this one here. Is there any new icons that you want to see added to FIFA 22? Uh, probably from a, a personal point of view, being Scottish, things like that, I'd love to see, I mean, there's maybe not too many, but your Dennis Law, for example, I'm sure he would be worthy of a of an icon card. Try to think of any others um, off the top of my head. Things like, I mean, obviously Wayne Rooney's retired. He's at, obviously in every single game, but it'd be interesting to see his three different versions, for example, as well. So, yeah, there's, there's probably loads out there that we could... We could, uh, we could add, but I can't even think off the top of my head right now. And uh, Slet, for you, anyone you can think of? I'd really like to see Francesco Totti added to the game. Now, I don't know mm. if we are like too close removed to his retirement to, to make that a reality, but I'd love to see that. I'd also love them to like maybe revamp some of the icons they have in the game. Yeah. Uh, Beckham, I think, is really underwhelming. Kaká has been done very poorly in my mind. Like, There's a couple of players that... Like you just announced a bunch of icons that are coming to the game, but they Beckham was so exciting, and then none of his cards are even really usable, usable. right? So it's like, I mean, if they're gonna release these cards and they're great, that's beautiful. But if they're gonna release these cards and they're like, you know, these 150k icons, you know, halfway through the game, then then it's not as exciting. And uh, Leah, lastly, here, any icons you can think of that you'd like added to FIFA? I was gonna say Tati, but uh, more importantly, Rafa Marquez to go along with my mm. Mexican themed team that I've had all year um I think deserved and also yeah I agree with what Slater said I think that icons being icons should be like meta cards throughout the year no matter what like there's there's no way that gold cards gold cards should be better than any base icon in my opinion I think if that means like changing body types changing I use mid drunkba at in like November and I could not. Like, he sucks. I, mm. he, like, he shouldn't sucks. Know. He shouldn't know. He shouldn't. That's the thing. Get him open because he can't move. He can't move. If I, I have never seen something so, I have never used someone so equivalent. <laughs> like picture the biggest fridge or like 
transport <laughs> Mack truck that you have ever used, that is what that felt like. But yeah, I think it, you know, comes down to like body type and attributes and um, in-game animations and all that. And if those were different, I think those should be different. Those should be like top level for all of, even the base icons. Because yeah, like you said, I got like, what's, who's the Italian icon that's like 90K? Zaggy. There's a few. Every single yeah, one of them. A few of them. A lot of the Italian. Yeah, he's, a of he's a striker, I think. Starts at the, anyway. Yeah. Like 90K. Come on, you know. But... Just change it from the the three just down to the one. I was never on Xbox when it was Legends and whatnot, but we just change it from three just down to one amazing icon card. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a tough one there because obviously with the, with the guys like R nine, these kind of like Ronaldinho yeah. too. A lot of these guys, their top card is again, it's not even attainable for the guys who are pro no, players. Of course. Yeah. Speaking to guys obviously like Zelonius in the past too, like. These pro players spend two, three, four thousand pounds, dollars, whatever, at the mm -hmm. start of the game every year, and even those guys can't get these top players no matter what. But again, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Again, if you're an icon on the game, you should have a usable card anyway. Most of these kids playing FIFA now are going to be going to their parents, whatever, saying, "Ah, oh, Dad, this Pat Barese, he's, he's horrendous. He's a shocking player." <laughs> Why would guys you do like that. Hey, why would you bring of all the icons you could have picked? <laughs> just, just off the top of my head there. But again, it's one of them is that every single icon card should be usable to some extent. Guys like Bobby Moore is uh, probably one of the best dynamic images in the whole game, lifting the World Cup. Mm -hmm. You can't use him. I've never seen anyone use Bobby Moore apart from Mark Foot Trader, who absolutely loves him. But again, <laughs> you never see cards like that. And they should have at least some respect on their name that they're usable, mm -hmm. that you can actually want to use them anyway. And not just be kind of like fodder cards in the day as well. That's the issue. Great. But maybe if you went back to one and make them like maybe the, the prime card and obviously try and increase the amount they're in the game, possibly. But it is tough. Again, it is tough to make sure that they, again, are play how they were in real life. But obviously make sure they're not. Again, you can't have like a Beresi being like 90 pace. That wasn't him. Yeah. But yeah. It makes no sense. It's, it's a tough Fury. one. Again. Yeah. Fury was the one I was talking about. He's 98k. His mama's card, 98k. It goes back to normal players as well. It's hard to make guys like a like a Busquets, a Casemiro, guys who again on in real life football are great players. They don't need the pace. But again, FIFA is solely based on pace. And if you haven't got it, you can't use that player and it's mad. Again, obviously the issue we've seen the fact that centre backs that have sub eighty five now probably ninety pace, you cannot use them. <laughs> people are, don't even want to use a 90 pace centre back they'd rather use like a 95 pace fullback and that's the main issue I think it's got to a point now where pace is king and anything else any other stats don't matter and I don't think there is a way to kind of get around that but obviously you want to move on to kind of the the supposed meta for next year is slowly moving away from the bridge and I think everyone is pretty happy with that I think the maybe the better players who play FIFA obviously guys who will uh, abuse the bridge and things like that do it very well but it's a mechanic that i think if you don't get the grasp of it early on it's very hard to defend and you can't really compete with it too but question here from jacks is what gameplay mechanics other than directional nutmeg bridge and throwables do you want to see revamp for fifa 22 and if you don't want to see one of those why slate i want to go to you first for this one anything that you want to see change mechanic wise for next fifa yeah the bridge is a nightmare 
it's a totally ridiculous thing that doesn't make any sense. You could be standing directly next to the player. They, they hit this button. Your player doesn't react, but also the way that they have it coded, the attacker typically reacts to the ball quicker, even when they've been tackled. So like they can typically run through a tackle of a bridge. So when you defend it, it's almost indefensible. So it definitely needs to be revamped. I think passing as a whole, passing as an as a whole is so inconsistent i have no idea what the heck's happening at any point in the game i don't even know what button to press sometimes i'm like should i have through ball there because this i did that same pass 20 seconds ago and it worked and now it doesn't work so they need to revamp their entire passing mechanic um in fifa 22 and uh that's for you similar similar thoughts on this one definitely yeah i was gonna say add on to the bridge is i've always found for the defender it's almost like it puts some sort of a force field around the between the defender and the attacker and it just pushes them out of the way and they just stop and freeze the strikers away i've never been able to defend against it and there's been many a close shave with my controllers and my wall and uh, meeting each other for the first time but it's i absolutely hate it uh, the passing again i agree with slayer man is speaking facts tonight it's it's mad like your player will be facing the right way or so you think but because he's maybe slightly off balance or slightly what we wouldn't even notice or facing a different way, the pass starts trickling along the floor. It's, it's crazy. But you see, I mean, you see these pros when they pass about, they just seem, I don't know if they're, they've got a different type of controller or they've got a different <laughs> type of game or what is. I'd love to find out what buttons they press. It always looks like they're nice and crisp and sharp, but I cannot seem to get the grasp of it at all. It's mad. And the issue too with the bridge, I think, is the fact that you can't defend it. There is no yeah. counter button thing you can do to defend it. And I think uh, I spoke to a few guys who were verified players and they said the best bit of advice they would give to defending a bridge is to make sure you're not controlling that player. Literally, Take the yellow. Yeah, <laughs> literally pass, try and control a different player and let the AI try and block it. And that more than likely, the AI will do it. And that shouldn't be the case. You should not get rewarded for not controlling your own player. The way things are going, Aliyah, for you, anything you want to see kind of revamp for next year as far as mechanic wise? Um, I think all the same. Um, I was more, I am more, unfortunately, a directional nutmeg user instead of a bridge. I find my bridges always just go like <laughs> a wall. Um, but uh, I mean, it's unrealistic, and I no one is, you know, in in, in real life, br or bridges, directional nutmegs, and cancels. No one is really doing these kinds of this kind of movement in real life, especially cancels, like who is in the midst of an elastico, just like me, you know, <laughs> no one. Um, so yeah, I mean, the thing about mechanics is that if there's a meta, it'll be abused. And that's what's happened with pace. Uh, there's a meta, people found it, it's often the pros that know how to kind of like, uh, exploit the meta. And that's, where it kind of stems from and then everyone else just exploits it for the rest of the year and that's what's happened um for me it's a well along with passing it's the ai mechanics that i just i can't stand and it, it goes hand in hand with passing because what happens is i'm like if i make a through ball the ai will now choose the player that's offside instead of my player that's making the run to switch to and so it's those kinds of things, the rebounds, the AI defending, I cannot. I, I, there's nothing I hate more in this game than, than the rebounds, I swear. I, I would be willing to bet that 50% of the goals I've conceded are from like stupid BS rebounds. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> got, it, got it all out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, that's one thing we're not mentioning too is the skill councils probably... I don't even know how to explain them, honestly. 
the I think early on in the year they I think they nerfed it, but the the shot cancels that yeah. literally left your defender frozen and you couldn't do anything yeah. to it. And that's the issue again. There's always going to be a meta in FIFA. I think going back to FIFA 20, I can't really remember a meta as such. But obviously back to FIFA 19 or is it FIFA 18? I'm not sh- too sure. It was the the El Tornado cross and the headers that was absolutely horrendous. But again, there's always going to be a meta. But I think this year, more than any other year, the kind of meta has been very, mm-hmm. I would say, broken. And the issue is, it's kind of there's no counter move or counter button you can press to uh, kind of counteract it, which is the main thing. Really, is you always want to be able to at least somehow defend an attack or something like that but if you can't do anything to it you're kind of left helpless and defenseless and that's when you get annoyed at the game because there's literally nothing you can do to stop something which is kind of the main thing but also as well there's a few little additions here the uh apparently it's going to be i know a question here from sam but what are your thoughts on new heat maps and goals per game stats potentially on fifa 22 does is this something here that you kind of you care too much about or not the kind of like additional stats and things no, I do like the idea of it. Depends how it's implemented, I guess. Uh, I do like looking. Well, we're probably all guilty of looking at the goals and assists that your your club legend gets and all that kind of thing. So being able to break that down a little bit further will be quite interesting as well. And if you're really, really serious about it and into it and whatnot, you can tell your or find out how effective a certain player is and all that kind of stuff as well. So uh, yeah, I think it could be a good addition. Like I said, it just all depends on implementation. I feel. Yeah, I know. I think there was one thing I saw. It could come in handy for pro clubs as far as seeing where people have been all over the field, things like that. But Leo, is this something you're kind of too focused on or do you not really, uh, you're not really fussed about the additional stats they might add? Yeah, I mean, like Dad said, I think we'll have to see what it actually looks like because, you know, we might have something in our head and then it ends up being <laughs> completely different. Um, but it would be cool to have like detailed stats on different players that we have in our club. It'll help the market, I'm sure, with, you know, who... Maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know nothing about the market, to be honest. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I'd imagine it would like any more information on players um, with regards to stats, whether it's, you know, like stats for your club or their in-game stats, um, I think would be cool. So yeah, I'm just interested to see. I think that was something that the community in general, I've heard like floating around um, that people want, wanted implemented in future versions. So, I mean, I guess they're listening. So that's good. <laughs> and uh, for you, is there anything here that you kind of too fussed? But I know they might. I know for a long time they've kind of people have been speaking about potentially doing like an average match rating for players to the senior club as well. There's something you'd like to see in FIFA 22. Uh, I, I'm interested in anything they added to the game. I mean, anything they can do to make it more interesting. There's actually a pretty in-depth statistics and friendlies if you actually look at it. That's like already in play, which is interesting. That's not implemented in other aspects of the game. And so if you, it is kind of intriguing. I mean, yeah, if you were like a really, really good player, I think it could be incredibly useful to you. Like if you're trying to maybe move from like an elite to like a certain level elite player and you're really diving into like the analytics of the game, it could be incredibly useful. I think for the common user though, it's like maybe not mm-hmm. the best player. I, it might be fun for like a week or you're into, you're like, oh, it's super cool. And then you kind of lose sight of it as time goes on. It doesn't seem like something that would really grip people throughout the entire course of the game. Yeah. And that's one thing as well. They always... They make a great kind of effort to advertise all these new things for every single FIFA. But every year it's a case of, does that really matter too much? You know, this might help guys who do reviews. Again, you can look in your club and see like these guys here with basically the highest match ratings throughout the kind of the, the weekend league and it might help there. And there are things like the, I think the foot track app, which helps people track the whole weekend league and how many guards you can see and things like that. But again, it's kind of a, a little like a niche thing, which might kind of be helpful, but we'll see. And finally, I want to touch on I know Lang posted this a while back now, 
but we the weekend league supposedly being reduced from 30 games we don't know how many games yet potentially 20 25 is kind of everyone's going to be guessing with but leah are you happy with the fact that it's being reduced or you think 30 is a good number i'm conflicted because obviously i'd like to play less games but i'd be interested to see what rankings look like then um because i'd imagine it would be a lot harder to get higher ranks um with less games and obviously like where i'm at i could use all the games that you know i have currently um so yeah it'll be interesting to see you know if they'll lower well i'd imagine they'd have to obviously lower you know top 200 or whatever below 30 but um what that will look like throughout all of the ranks and in turn how what the competitiveness of weekend league will be once there's less games can you imagine at one point we played 40 yeah it's the that's <laughs> the honestly those days i was going to touch on that too the days of 40 games in a weekend league absolute nightmare i think 30 obviously a lot right now i think yesterday i ended up playing around 20 games yesterday obviously yeah. you played the uh yeah from 8 30 night but yeah <laughs> i think they need to instead of decreasing the amount of games they just need to add a day yeah add thursday or add monday in my opinion and that's one but. thing as well we've always kind of it's always been a thing for around everyone always loves whenever you get, log on you see our oh, weekend league's been extended and that's the thing everyone <laughs> seems to like crave for the whole year mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one. I think 30 is a good number, but I, I'm not too sure. Again, if they tweak it, it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. Again, a lot of guys get top 30 or get 30 no. And if they reduce it even more, then there's going to be a lot of people who get obviously get that like, kind of like maxed out rank. But then they've kind of got to make sure that those top guys do play against each other. And they do have to have losses along the way, obviously. Again, somehow, I don't know how, but obviously a lot of these top guys can end up dodging each other. So they must have to kind of figure out some way that these top kind of elite competitive players will have to play against each other and obviously they won't get that perfect record all the time but slate for you next do you think 30 is a good number would you like to see weekly extended one more day or kind of reduced in the amount of games 30 is an interesting number i agree with you from the perspective of like i think it's a perfect number to determine like the really the cream of the crop players versus like i think everyone usually nets out where they typically net out so it, t- it seems to be like a right amount of games that kind of indicates your skill level I'm concerned if it drops that like my favorite part of the weekend league is like the first 10 games. Typically like you play like a couple bad players and it's super casual. And then after that, it's like an, an absolute sweat fest nightmare. And you're like, you know, you're, you're absolutely miserable the entire time. And I'm worried if they condense the games and your matchmaking is way more aligned with your actual skill rating. And therefore a lot of your games will be really, really difficult the entirety of the weekend league. So I, I like it from a, like a casual perspective, like who doesn't want to play less foot champs. I mean, that sounds like a dream. Uh, but then I also worry, like, is it going to be even worse of an experience? You know, if is it going to be a more miserable, frustrating experience? And if that's the case, then it actually would be a, a nightmare. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how they do it. So you're telling me you want to uh, you want to cherry pick a little bit and get some easy games on the way to you? Don't you enjoy like <laughs> you know walking into the first three games and and like winning by like a combined like thirteen to one and you're like just... fair in one bound? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then and then you like get to like seven and two or something and I'm and you're like now the hell's unleashed and so I I would like to have a little bit more of a yeah casual start to weekend league. It makes sense too. I think it all depends on what you kind of get enjoyment out of the game from, and even for me as well, I like I like beating people. I like winning at the game. I don't like losing. And if again if you're winning more than you're losing, again that means you should be enjoying it more than you're not enjoying it. <laughs> That's kind of the way I kind of think of it too. But that's for you. Are you do you think 30 is a good number? You, would you like to see it reduced or not? I think I just to echo the Leah and Slater. It's 
I feel like if they dropped it, then maybe that then brings in more casual players. So you've maybe got more of a chance of matching them. It all just depends on how they then work the matchmaking. As Slater said, maybe it will be a case of, yeah, you've got less games, so that means that you're going to be up against uh, your likewise or people your level right off the bat. But I do feel like it would mean a lot more people play. I'd like to definitely see it uh, added on an extra day, even Thursday morning again, like Leah said. So, yeah, it's... If you miss one day at the weekend, you're, you've got a lot of games to play over two days and you end up rushing them, which then affects your your gameplay, which then affects how many wins you get, which affects your mood, which affects your motivation to play the rest of the games. So, yeah, extending the days would probably be the better bet. But I think 30 is quite a good number, uh, just to, like Slater said, to keep the, the good players in their right, right zones and then get the chance to play against a few... I don't know what word to use, but I'll <laughs> I try to keep it as PC as possible. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing yeah. as well. Like we, you think about it too, is that thirty games a week in league what takes like 10, 12 hours of a weekend. Mm. That's a lot of time. That's, I mean, again, if you're working a twelve-hour shift, that's a, that's a long shift. And you're thinking again. Obviously, all of us we stream. It's easy again. We're doing it on stream. But then for other people as well, is that. You've got to find 12 hours. If you say you miss Friday, you miss Sunday or whatever, you miss one day of that. That's six hours a day playing FIFA. That is not a case of, oh, I might play six hours. Is No, you're stuck there for six hours playing it. That's the issue. It's a, a long, long term. And again, I think extending it is probably the the better bet. But I think you obviously want to make sure that we're Friday through Sunday, weekend league. But mm. it's hard finding that kind of perfect balance. I think obviously the drop from 40 to 30, was kind of well received yeah. was a was a good drop but it remains to be seen if kind of the if we go to like say 20 20 game weekly league what's it going to look like and if it's going to be kind of separate the uh, the guys who say 20 and 0 or guys who are like 15 and 5 if it's going to be a massive gap there or we can see a, basically see like a, a top 300 of everyone going 20 and 0 which would uh, obviously not be great there but I want to move on to kind of a final thing here. I know Jake asked a question here, the whole, whole speculation of an online career mode and how do you think it should be laid out, et cetera, et cetera. Would it be good for FIFA? And obviously, I know we don't touch too much about other kind of modes within FIFA, things that are obviously mainly Ultimate Team. But I do want to touch on this a little bit as well, kind of apart from Ultimate Team. But Leah, for you, do you think an online career mode is a good idea? Are you kind of like, what do you think of this? So for me... Being more of a, I would consider myself more of a casual player. I think, I think having those extra game modes and let's say, let's say beyond foot, I think players that don't want to play competitively, like for weekend league and even rivals, like online gameplay in general, or I guess rather competitive online gameplay options like that would be good because I feel now FIFA in its entirety is almost fully for like the competitive player it's really hard for casual players to play the game and enjoy it because what, like all of these objectives require online gameplay. They all re require, well, friendlies, but I mean, debatably they're worse than foot champs. Um, but a lot of them require foot champs. A lot of them require rivals and some players, you know, like what about little Timmy that just wants to, you know, play a career mode or play a couple squad battles. I think it's a really good business move for, the more casual players that don't want to play these game modes. Um, for me, I probably, you know, like I would probably rather play something more. If I wanted to play a career mode, I'd probably play something more intricate, like football manager at that point. But 
for casual players that want to play FIFA, I say, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's great and, for that. And that's for you. You think it's a good addition here? Do you kind of, uh, what's your kind of take on the uh, other modes within FIFA apart from foot? To be honest, a lot of my best times on FIFA, I mean, I'm absolutely obsessed with my team, but is the sort of being able to play with your mates. So, like pro clubs and online career mode, the competitiveness of it, of imagine you're up against each other, you're, you put a little wager on it and things like that to beat your friend and whatnot. I think it could be if they implement that well again. It's all done implementation, like we spoke about earlier, but on online career mode where you can both go along battling for the title and things like that with each other or you get maybe four or five years all in the one league similar that they do with online football manager stuff that could actually be really really good and it could get because I think for me I'm I, I can't play squad battles so I, I won't <laughs> play career mode like actually the games against the computer because I feel like when you're playing on squad battles against a bronze team and he pulls out a Rabona in the top corner kind of thing at the last minute it's just like I'm not playing this game mode ever again so an online career mode against your mates and whatnot could give that extra edge um, as well as I would hope to do some sort of a revamp on, on pro clubs in terms of your individual player with the uh, progression and things like that. And yes, yeah, it's, it's really good playing, out, playing with your mates, I think, the online sort of side of things. Yeah, that's one thing. Pro clubs seems to never, ever get any kind of love at all. And obviously every single year they bring out the kind of the, uh, the new additions to FIFA and the new things there. And pro clubs is never, ever mentioned along the way. So... Mm. Maybe with this thing, it might be a good addition. And Slate, for you, are you, uh, you think it's a good idea? Like, are you you kind of too interested in the things apart from foot within FIFA? Yeah, um, I first want to point out that Leah called herself a casual player and she's been ranting and yelling throughout the entire <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's- I was being modest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been, you've been uh, pretty fired up this pod. And you're a casual player. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, it's interesting because they've done a, I mean, it's very clear that as a, as a business, they realize that Ultimatina is their moneymaker. So they continue to not, help any other asset of the game because they want to drive you into ultimate teams. So to me, it's like, okay, if they are going to drop an online career mode, I feel like it won't be that enticing because they are a business at the end of the day. Um, it sounds super fun. I would love to try something like that and, and, and have it be engaging and different. I mean, we're always trying to find new fun, unique things to play within this game. Uh, but I have a feeling it won't be anything all that crazy. I, I think like they did, they did a pro clubs, like we're adding things to pro clubs this year and, it still wasn't enough to get people to change the game. And you look at a game like 2K, where basically like the pro clubs version of the game is by far and away like the biggest user. Mm -hmm. I think EA realized that they have like a great business model in Ultimate Team and they want to make sure that you're still playing that over everything else. So um, I don't want to be a pessimistic, but I just feel like that's, we're going to be on Ultimate Team next year too at this time. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the main thing. You make a great point there as well is that the reason why probably pro clubs has not been touched is it doesn't bring any money towards EA. I know Volta is their kind of um, new kind of like addition the past few years. And I think with Volta, you can buy, I think you can buy coins of some sort, some kind of currency to buy like in-game cosmetics and things like that. But again, EA only really seem to concentrate on things within the game that bring them money. And it makes sense too. Again, if if you're working in a company, you're not, you're not going to try and develop an area where it doesn't bring you any income. And that's, that's the issue is at the end of the day, we always... We always say this, that EA are a business, they're a company who wants to make money and they do it very, very well. Is is an online career mode going to make people buy FIFA? Probably not. It's a nice addition. And again, even like last year with career mode, they brought in a new, I think it was the, I played it recently, it was the, you can do the drop in, drop into a game and drop back out and things like that. It's, it's a nice addition, it's cool. But again, I think I played career mode for like two hours and I've had it since, what, September, October, whatever. And that's it. I think it's tough to very keep, it's tough to keep people engaged within 
FIFA apart from Ultimate Team. I think you see all these events, you see obviously EA tweet every single day, and you never see them tweet anything other than Ultimate Team stuff. And that's the main thing. It's FIFA's huge. There is probably a massive amount of people who have FIFA that have never even touched Ultimate Team. Again, obviously, Dad said earlier, bought, had FIFA back in 2004. Someone like myself, around the same 03, 04 kind of time as well. And I only, re I only got into Ultimate Team around FIFA 17 as well. I think the, the Ultimate Team player base is very small compared to the overall number. But again, it brings them the most money, and that's why they focus on the area so, so much. And I want to finish on one final question here from Vivs. His question is, is your favorite slept-on player in Ultimate Team? Daz, I want to start with you first. Who would you go for as your slept on player in Alma team? Uh, even made an emote in my channel for it. It's Brickwall Blanc, uh, Big Laurent Blanc at the back. He was a proper club legend. Back in the day when uh, people used to use centre-backs as centre-backs instead of full-backs in there. Leah, I'm not looking at you with the five-back coming up with the whatnot. So <laughs> he's he's been absolute sod for me. And then... Actually, I sent him my club legend, like I was talking about earlier on, in terms of having no fodder in my club. I sent my mid uh, Brickwell Blanc into the Icon SBC, the player pick, and who did I get back? Prime Blanc. I was like, he <laughs> just he just can't leave. He can't leave the club. So now that's him back in. And uh, Slate, for you, is this going to be who I think it is or someone else? You already know who it is, baby. It's Franco Baresi. Man, he's an <laughs> absolute... Baby Baresi is the best thing that's ever happened to FIFA. I thought I you were joking. No, I, he has 600 games. We actually he's did a retirement not. ceremony. <laughs> I lifted his... Uh, you, I only did this today because it was like a France game, but we lifted his jersey into the rafters. He's retired forever. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> my club. He's literally my club legend. Um, and he's really good. I could pocket you with Franco Baresi, uh, Bristol. Don't, oh, that's, don't that's like a little challenge. Maybe yeah. after this. If you weren't on dead box, I'll give you a game. <laughs> but, Sorry, yeah. I have loyalty to my console, okay? Like <laughs> I do to my players in my club. And uh, yeah, how come you don't use him anymore, anymore though, if, if he's that good? I figured it's kind of one of those things you see so many times these athletes in real life that like they play maybe a little too long and their legacy isn't uh, as beautiful. And I wanted him to go out as the king. And so he did. Okay, fair play. <laughs> Makes sense. And Leah, for you, who would you say your slept on player not my team? I have a couple. Uh, number one, Chupi Lozano, obviously. Number one. Okay. He's incredible. I've used all of his informs, his headliner, and now his tots. Um, will never, ever, ever, ever leave my starting 11. He's solidified his right wing spot for life. Um, Diego Linus, another Mexican. His future star card was amazing um he's fast he's agile he's rapid he's explosive and he's got a hell of a left foot um so he is an incredible super sub and he's like probably 30k now so if you haven't used him mm -hmm. i would try um and believe it or not i so we did what do we get like months ago the icon player pick remember from like february mm. the first one that we ever got anyway i got prime pep out of that and i needed an icon to link probably chucky if i'm being honest and uh so i used him and i actually played him at center back instead of cdm and he was amazing slow a little slow <laughs> um but granted this was like february or january or maybe march um but it wasn't now um but yeah nothing got by him his interceptions are insane. He's strong AF. He was just yeah. a bit slow. So. Was he like aware that he was slow? So he was tactically always in the right position, <laughs> would you say? I would say. Yeah, I would right? Say. 
Mm, interesting. I would say. Crazy that a player could do that. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. So you, you and your kind of... Right, we'll see. <laughs> Philosophy, slow players. Oh, I don't know how you do it, honestly. I don't know how you do it. I'm using well, a silver right back right now. I've been using it in the last uh, three weekends. I feel like if you have a... Like, I was using Ruben Diaz up until, like, three weeks ago. And I feel like if you have at least one, like, rapid center back that can... Wait, hold on. Pause. Bristol, does that mean you use fullbacks at center back? I do, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. not afraid of it either. I, I think I've spoken about this Here's... as well. On, I think on Twitter, too, I think the uh, within the community, there is a entitlement of people who use a center back at center back. And they will love <laughs> to tell you. I, I like to compare it to um, people who are vegan. If you're a vegan, <laughs> you will tell everyone that you're a vegan and what you do. I think people who use center back, center back will love to post a team. We'll go into stream. Hey, can you look at my team? Look at my team. Oh, I'm using two center backs or center back. You see that very often? And they will go <laughs> on about it so much. Again. TikToks, TikTok, TikTok is the worst for that. And the amount of comments that you get, if I put a post a video of my team and I make sure I put two center backs or center backs, all it is is the my respect for you has went right up and yeah. all that stuff. And the opposite, if you put two fullbacks <laughs> and he goes, I'm not liking this video because you've got fullbacks in there. Yeah, you go and see their team, they've got five at the back or whatever. Yeah. So it's like bottle kettle black. <laughs> you've got to um, You've got to. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Unfortunately, like if you don't. You're at a disadvantage, unless you have Anivera Ramos, in which case you're fine. Or Brazy. <laughs> tell him, Dazzer, tell him. But yeah, no, the thing about it is if you have a fast center back with paired with like a, I think he had 80 pace. What's prime pep? 80 pace, I think. And I push, feel like at the time that wasn't like super slow. You know, it wasn't sub 80. And with a, with a shadow, it was fine. That's the issue too. I mean, I went from, I had Team of the Year Van Dyke in my team. I got him on tradable around Christmas time, whenever Team of the Year was. And they've actually taken him out of my team because 85 pace was too slow. And Van Dyke, <laughs> one of the best defenders in the game, just too slow. That's the issue now. We got to a point as well where it is, uh, you have to do it. You, you don't have a choice. And you've, you've basically decided to use a slow player at centre back and then get outdone by three balls every single game. Or like that's it. And then I, I played one guy the other week actually. I played one guy, and he messaged me after the game saying, "Oh, you're still using fullbacks to centre back in ju in June." And this guy in the game as well, every single time was playing through ball after through after through ball. And the only reason he was annoyed because my players were quick enough to stop it. And that's mm -hmm. the issue. I think people just get annoyed if they can't beat you. And like I said it's the it's the entitlement of using their players in the right position. And I think next year it might change. That's one thing I'm not touching on as well is that. They think they're changing the wingers in a certain formation. There's no more left forward and right forward. It's only centre forwards. So I think you can't play a left wing at left forward now and a right wing at right forward. So they might change that a little bit. And I think the only way for them to get rid of the kind of the, the fullback meta is to make sure if you do play a fullback at centre back, they make it less than seven chem when you do move it there. I was going to say, yeah, things like the defensive positioning. I've always said if they, you play a fullback at centre back, they're away standing up front or something like that. Just not as exaggerated as that, obviously, but just so you really notice if you're playing a, a fullback and centre back. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a game. If you want to play a fullback at centre back because it works, and like you say, that entitlement side of things, then just go ahead. They can go and do it as well. There's nothing stopping them from joining. So, strange one. Yeah. We are going to end it there. We're going to go through our guests and where you can find them. Slater, I'll start with you first. Where can people find you? Yeah, Slater AC on Twitch. Um, I stream like six, seven days a week. So I'm um, usually on like 6 p.m. Central Time, 12 UK. 
and then uh, Twitter Slater AC underscore and TikTok Slater AC underscore. So go ahead and check those things out. And Daz, where can people find you? Yeah, nice and easy. Daz Bala 10 across the board, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Um, um, I stream every day apart from a Saturday, usually about 5.45 UK time, uh, just for a couple of hours. So, yeah. Sounds good. And Leah, where can people find you? The same, Leah Ravel on all socials and uh, four days a week on Twitch, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> and what, um, what times do you normally stream as well? Uh, 5.30 ET, 10.30 UK. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this pod, make sure to check out our other ones and follow us on your preferred listening platform to be notified every time we release a new episode. Episodes come out every single Wednesday. And also make sure to follow us on Twitter at Pod to have a chance at asking guest questions for our upcoming episodes.